0: You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela setters Vassard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And I am so honored that I was able to be a part of a podcast with not only my really good friends, but also um, the studio engineer and the mastermind, the brains behind I Am Music. So I was interviewed by the their team, as they are the masterminds, like I said, behind um, the new podcast platform that they have. And they had some really cool questions for me, and it was really just great to collaborate, um, be around people that are open to new information, want to learn. So uh, just so you guys know, this is not necessarily just about credit, but it may be a little bit more about me and GB. So take a listen. All right.
1: Well, here we are again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to I Am Podcast. We are doing this thing. I mean, we're about, I don't know, five or six in now, and it's turning out spectacular. Uh, Today, we have an incredible friend, guest with us today. Uh, We go way back, and we may get into a little bit to that if we have time. (laughs) Way, Way back. Way, way, way. we still spring chickens,
2: though.
1: <laughs> and, you know, Her name is Angela Setters-Bassard. She is the CEO of Conquer Credit Management. They've been in business for over 30 years, and I can't tell you enough about this woman in terms of her knowledge about uh credit. I, I knew absolutely nothing about credit until I started listening to her. Uh We started working on a podcast years ago, and I would just listen in to everything she was saying, acting like I knew what she was talking about. <laughs> And it was kind of recording and taking notes at the same time. So welcome to the show, Angela. We're so thankful to have you here. Uh, Maybe we could just start off with how did you get into credit repair?
0: Well, thank you. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much for all of the years that you have helped me develop my voice over the sound waves. Um, Just used to love when we first started this, which was, oh my gosh. I was looking at something and I started doing podcasting with you like over 13 years ago. So it's, unfortunately I took a big hiatus, but we won't talk about that. Um, (laughs) But um, as far as myself, um, I started, I was emancipated when I was 16 and um, when I went out into the big world, I had to say to myself, what am I going to do with my life? And, um, you know, at 16 years old, you're not really, you know, thinking about what are you supposed to be doing with your life, right? You're thinking about college or whatnot. But mine was, you know, what's your next move? And so I had three jobs and one of them was actually working for a bank. And I started off as a receptionist and I moved my way up to being an underwriter at a really young age. Of course, they didn't know how old I was because back then you could your documents. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays you can't do that kind of stuff, yeah. but um, I'm a
2: Christian now. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: this is like an ongoing thing. But she
1: still has really good sound effects. Though, go yeah. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, but, you know, so I worked my way up to being an underwriter and I really saw from the banking perspective what happens to someone in the world of finance and how you know the bank looks at things and how we as consumers look at things and i started helping the clients and for about a year uh, i was helping people i was uh, working for a subprime bank back in the snl days so savings and loan days that was a long time ago can you believe that interest rates back then were 18% And today when we look at interest rates, you know, we're going to be in the the 2.8%. And back then it was that high. And so, you know, we were doing B, C, D lending and I would take our D lenders and I'd put them in a B status, which would save them a ton of money. And one day my boss who loved me because I literally, this was in a company where there were over, you know, 2000 employees and I worked my way up to being the number two underwriter in the company. And um, he pulled me in the office and he was like, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I have to fire you. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm the number two. I'm the number two in the company. How could you even do that? And he says, well, you're saving too many people too much money. And so I'll never forget him. His name was Walter Birch. Um, He's someone that I will never forget because the The speech that he gave me in my exiting was You are an amazing person. I know you're going to do well. Take what you've learned here and go out and do something amazing. And that's a short version. But, um, you know, this was all happening over lunch. And of course, I'm crying hysterically because I'm 17 years old and this was like my way of living. I had my own apartment, I had a car, I had, you know, all these things. So, anyway, so that's how I got into the business. And then, you know, here we are, um, it'll be 30 years in February that I've been doing what I'm doing. And I can, I can absolutely tell you that I love what I do because I get to do something that's a part of my DNA, which is helping people. Um, I love helping people win. I love, you know, I'm a problem or I'm a fixer. So this is perfect for me because I get to fix problems all the time. And I remember when I was a little girl, I always used to dream about being an attorney. And I would have these reoccurring dreams that I was an attorney and I'd be working really late at night, working on cases and things like that. And even though, you know, I'm doing credit restoration or credit management, a big part of what I do is research and analysis and talking to people about what happened and coming up with the solution collaborating with my team you know finding the loophole and so although i'm not an attorney i work with a ton of attorneys and in some cases, know a lot more than them when it comes to what I do. Um, I'm getting to, you know, just getting out there and speaking and doing more educating. You know, there's so many wise people out there. But, you know, I think when you have a passion about something that you do, the passion goes a lot longer than knowledge or book
1: right. yeah, and Yeah, Absolutely. Right?
2: It's what carries you. It's the purpose. That's
1: the gas right there.
2: Absolutely. So yes. I'm so interested in yeah. ca- in credit repair. Exactly. I mean, do you see a disproportionate, I mean, especially in the times that we are right now, everybody's really speaking about the 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 BLM movement and just black and brown communities and how the system is failing. Do you see a lot of disparity in in that? I mean, credit repair, do you, the clientele that are coming to you, is there even a, a semblance of that? And well, I think that's a really good
0: question. And, you know, believe it or not, the, I'm going to call it ignorance. Now, I'm not going to say that this is ignorance in the way that the world sees ignorance. This is a way that no one has taught you. You know, I would say that it doesn't matter who you are and what background you've come from. A lot of people don't understand the credit system because it's, first of all, not taught in schools. So, you know, I was having a conversation last week with a client whose dad is the CEO of a bank. And you would think that someone that grows up in that family would have been given the information and the tools and the knowledge to be able to combat her own financial path. So I think it, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't come down to you know, demographics or, you know, how rich or how poor you are, I think it comes down to, you know, I know a lot of very, um, I won't call them poor people, but blue collar workers that know a lot more about credit and finance and take a lot better care of their credit and their finances than people that are super wealthy, So I think it's really about a message of, you know, um, financial literacy and helping people understand that this is not something scary. I, you know, that's the biggest thing that I hear a lot of is that people are afraid, no matter what it is, whether it's money, whether it's anything, people are afraid of what they don't know. And I think that when you grow up in a place where no one has taught you the things that you need to know, whether it's because you grew up in an impoverished area and that just wasn't the thing, or you grew up in a really wealthy family that took care of you and you had the silver spoon in your mouth, you take both of those two young adults and they're really in the same place. They're sitting there without the knowledge to help them grow and be better. So, you know, that's one of the things that I want to do and the aspirations that I have in my next, you know, 20 years of doing what I'm doing is to educate and to help people, you know, not be afraid to know this stuff, because I always say it on my podcast that your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. And I think that a lot of the younger generation, specifically because we're getting to a place where let's get real, you know, young people would rather go to the dentist than mm-hmm. walk in the bank. <laughs> you know, they, they, they do not like, you know, dealing with money They deal with Zelle and Cash App and all of these different apps that are associated to finances. And why is that happening? And why is that movement happening? Really, that movement is happening because it's unfortunately dummying down our financial situation. Because what happens is, is that when you're using an app, a lot of the times it's out of sight, out of mind. I make this, um, you know, this equation to myself, okay, someone who's really on top of their game and, you know, set, you know, preaches this stuff, right? And so I had a, an, an app for a coffee app, you know, and so I used it a lot and I would buy my assistant's coffee and, you know, do things like that. And my bookkeeper comes into me one day and she's like, excuse me. But who has spent $350 on coffee in a month? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, did I really spend $350 on coffee? And she was like, yeah, look at this. And I'm thinking in my head, wow, you know, I had to have that revelation and go through that process to see what people go through that use apps and what they're designed for. You you have to think the banking industry is way ahead of us. And what they're always trying to find out is how they can make us do one thing. What's that? Spend money. money. Yes. Right. And so you hear these things where even right now during the pandemic, one of the things that I see circulating a lot is that people are like, oh, I'm, you know, not having this reoccurring um, expenditure anymore. And I'm getting rid of this app and I'm getting rid of that. And because we have such busy lifestyles and busy lives, a lot of the things you click on and you forget that you're paying $14.99 a month you know so it's really about having the education knowing how things work and really sitting down like i'm i'm a big proponent of teaching our children you know it's like it's one of the most important things that we can do is to give our kids the gift of financial literacy because without it they will struggle in the next world that's coming of what i just explained you know, with things being digital, it makes it a lot more untangible. Yeah, I know. Our, I feel easy. like our
2: catchphrase was knowing the value of a dollar, which still translates, but it's so, it's in a yes. different, like you said, world at mm-hmm. this point. It's at their fingertips in a much different way than it was for us. Mm-hmm. We still had tactile sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I just have my kids' credit cards, not credit cards, yeah. but debit cards that we can that they can use because they're doing. It. How can I buy this app or can I add this and and so it's so it's it's just so it's a changing world in many ways.
0: It is. It is a changing world and it's really important to get them to pay attention to what it is that they're doing because, you know, whether it's a 75-year-old man or a 16-year-old kid You know, um, if you understand technology, you understand that it's working for you and it's trying to, like I said before, dummy down what you need to do. So it's kind of taking processes away from us. And from a, a financial standpoint of view, it's good that it can use algorithms and make things a lot easier, but what it can end up doing is coming to bite you because you're not, understanding exactly what you're pushing you're not paying attention to the alerts that you're getting things of that nature
2: i know that you are a parent to three handsome uh, incredible boys <laughs> uh, and um, and i know obviously that you've really focused on that on that in terms of teaching them, for parents that are listening, for our listeners, what what kind of advice do you have to sort of get an early start on that? And for parents, too, who are really not. I mean, it's sort of a, a something we can all learn together. I didn't learn until, you know, college, and I ran up a big bill because American uh, Express and Bank of America were offering me cards at 18, and I thought, oh, this is great. Let's go out to eat. Let's do... I didn't get that education, and you would have thought I, I would have, but I was in that same boat. And so how can I as a parent effectively start teaching my children, what are some methods or websites or literature that I can start sharing with them and how early.
0: Well, one of the things I have to tell you is, you know, I always K I R, keep it real. And my kids, I could talk to them until they're blue in the face. And it's like, wah, 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 Charlie Brown. Okay, so, you know, I have tried to teach them all of the things that I preach to other people. But what I'm a big proponent of is it's just like talking to that young lady who grew up in a home with a CEO of a bank. One of the things that we try to do as parents is we try to model a way for our kids to be. And a lot of times they don't pay attention to that and they take their own path. And so I really think that there are some basic things that we can teach our kids, but the really big stuff, they have to learn from someone else because, and this is not every child, but most children, you know, no matter what kind of philosophy you're trying to teach them, unfortunately, a lot of children don't necessarily listen to their parents, unfortunately. They listen to other people, but then they come back when they're 40 and they're like, Oh my god, <laughs> I should listen to you. You know, so good. I mean, isn't that the truth? I, I know, I, I think it's with people you? in general like, we don't listen to the people closest to us, it's kind of like nagging, but then somebody else will tell us, and ah, the light bulb goes off. Yeah, you're like, Oh my gosh, I've never heard that, and your mother's standing right there, like, Yeah. You never heard it. I only told you about 17 billion times, but of course you never heard. But, you know, so I think that there are some basic things that we can teach our children. And I think the biggest thing to share with our children that I do with my kids a lot is I share my mistakes. I I share what I did wrong and how I got through it and how I got to the other side so that I can help them be more open and be more vulnerable to them making mistakes. Because the sooner we get used to making mistakes but learning from it instead of doing it over and over and over again, I think is a better practice. And so with my kids, it's funny, I'm going to actually be on a documentary Next week they're coming to my house to film, and the film is called Savvy, and it's about um, women entrepreneurs that are in the financial world that you know have kids and how they've taught them and things of that nature. And we're going to be having this you know sit down forum that's going to be filmed, and my kids are going to be you know on the platform of explaining the things that me and their dad have taught them, and so you know. I don't think that you want to get like real in depth with your kids because a couple of things can happen. And what I've seen happen with parents is parents will get frustrated because their kids don't listen to them. And then it causes that chasm in the relationship. I think that if you sit down with your kids and you say, whether you've had a good financial experience or, you know, you're learning. You share with them the ups and the downs of finances. You share with them the basics about having a checking account, understanding how to balance um, a bank statement, um, how to look at compound interest. You know, pull out um, one of your statements from your credit card and explain to them what they're looking at so that they know for the future, you know, these basic types of things. And then there's tons of great literature out there that you can either give them a book or have them be on a podcast or have them go to a workshop and have them be around other kids, around their peers. Because I have learned that a lot of the young people, they really – like being around their peers and seeing the reaction from their peers and they learn better that way. I've seen that the, you know, generation X and the millennials, that's really how they, they think, you know, and, and, and the reason for that is, is because we have to understand, you know, they've come into a world of social platforms. So, you know, everybody is speaking, in their voice about something. And so they've come into a place where, you know, when we grew up, it was kind of like, you know, we didn't share everything with everyone, right? There was, you know, not necessarily secrets, but, you know, like mama told you, like, (laughs) don't share your business, you know? And these kids nowadays, they just share everything on social media. I think that there's some basic things that you can share with your kids that gives them a solid foundation, you know, because that's, that's the thing that we want to do. Like my favorite book in the whole entire world says that, you know, show them the way that they should go so that they don't err when they get older. I mean, now I'm paraphrasing what it says but the the bottom line is is that what we're entrusted to do with our kids is to help them build a, a foundation so that when they go off and they learn different things they add to that solid foundation that we've given them as parents what is That's his favorite book I'm curious the Bible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I thought. I just wanted to hear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were preaching up in here.
1: Yeah, and that's <laughs> where we met. Now. like that. Yeah. It's been we are just tallying. It's been over fifteen. Our daughter, our, our oldest daughter, wasn't even born when we when we first when met. We first
2: met, yeah. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> oh about fifteen. So oh, that's crazy. Goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And yes. trying to teach her all of these lessons now.
2: Yeah. And I'm honestly, I mean, even as an adult hearing you say that, I, I feel like I need to go home and just pull out my credit card statement and see if I can explain it to my yeah. children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now this, this, this is, is how where I it okay. went wrong. Hold, Hold on. It Hold, on. <laughs> exactly. Hold on.
2: K-I-L, girl. K-I-L. Yeah, oh do me a God. favor. can sure you that.
0: <laughs> Well, see, listen. So what's happening is, is that you're being challenged to go and learn something yourself, which is great. And what did I, what did we just talk about? You know, Teaching your kids, so you can go to your daughter and be like, "Look, let me just tell you something. I'm learning the same time you are, so let's learn together." Woo!
2: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, with the climate of the world today, I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity that's gonna that's gonna come out of everything that we're experiencing. Coronavirus, uh, the BLM movement. Everybody's a little bit more socially aware of everything that's going on. There's a lot. We're sort of digging deeper. Uh, people are open to edu- getting more educated and educating themselves, advising some people on specific places that they can go. Some people, I think, would open up a credit card statement and really not be able to actually figure out what are all these numbers and what does that mean? Like, are there some basic places that. We can start. Well, Geo, let me just tell you,
0: you have given me my next show. On your credit today, we're going to be talking about how to read your credit
2: card statement. I love there it. it. Is. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, and my mortgage statement. I signed all <laughs> yeah. that big old of paperwork, and do I really know? I mean, I know that i You know, I just what are the interest fees and what are compound? I mean, I all of this stuff. I feel like we do take for granted sometimes that we understand. And like I said, when I was embarrassed 18, to say
0: that we don't understand. Totally, I, Yeah. I yeah. Do
2: and don't be embarrassed because the
0: thing is, is that, you know, um, the way to change is by being honest with yourself and being honest with others, because you never know, um, you know, just going back to blessing people, you never know who you can bless with the information that you don't know. And then once you get to know it, because if you continue to not ask, and that's one of the things my mom always said, like I always asked why I was always like a very precocious child, you know, wanting to know things. And even in my adult years, you know, my husband always says like, gosh, you know, I don't know why you always ask those questions. And I'm like, because if I don't know something, I want to know you know, and I'll be talking to someone that's a Fortune 500 CEO and they'll say a word and I'll be like, no, don't go any further because what does that word mean? And I'm not afraid to be seen or be put out there because now I just got wiser. And believe it or not, even the smartest people in the world really appreciate it when you stop And say, I don't know. And they have an opportunity to pour into you. So in answer to your question, as far as like, you know, where do you go to get information? I first want to say that you want to be careful. Because the thing that we talked about as far as like the new platforms and the social media and these new platforms for people to have a voice can be dangerous because it's a lot about people's opinion and a lot of the times they're not really based in facts. And so, you know, yes, absolutely. There's a plethora of information out there, but you want to make sure that the information that you're getting is from a certified expert, okay? Because you can have a guy out on YouTube that's been you know, working in finance for a year and he's giving advice to people. And I don't want to downplay the fact that he may know something, but it's better to get it from a seasoned professional that's had the opportunity to do what we just talked about. They've gotten dirty, they've made mistakes and they've learned from those mistakes and they've had the opportunity to learn from their peers and also their elders, So I would say that you want to make sure that whatever information that you're gathering, wherever you're learning from, you want to make sure that you're learning from someone that has some depth or has some certifications. So, you know, one of the places you could go is um, definitely to Susie Orman you know like she's really really powerful knows a lot of things like if there was any and i don't have any idols okay but if there was anyone that i totally respect it's it's her and, you know, um, I, the, the biggest reason why I respect her is when you w- watch her talk and when you watch her, you know, um, have interviews with people and she's helping people, um, she definitely does not have any bedside manner, but I'm okay with that. But she gets down in the dirty and helps them really understand very key components. And she explains it. And I always say she break it she breaks it down like a shotgun. You know, she takes off every piece so that there's nothing missing and you understand. If you walk away from a conversation or you walk away from watching a video or anything and you still don't have an understanding, unfortunately, that means the teacher is not doing a good job in teaching. So, you know, while I agree with you that there's a ton of information out there and we are in an information boom, it's very important to be responsible with the information that we're listening to. And as people that are giving information, it's responsible, it's really important for us to be responsible with our words and our education and our teaching. So, you know, that's one of the things that I, want to do or I aspire to do with my podcast with Your Credit Today is really bringing in stories from clients that I've encountered or like you just said, you know, I want to know how to read my statement. You know, these are the kinds of things that I need to know so that I can bring them to the airwaves and teach people because there's so much to uncover. There's so much to know about credit and finances that there's just a ton of content. You know, and I'm still building mine, but there's a ton
2: of people out there that have content that's really, really good. Why do you think they don't teach it in schools? Why aren't we educating our young children about credit? We are now. We are now. So there are a lot of certified programs.
0: Um, You know, I was telling Kevin that, you know, Ralph and I have been working on a financial literacy program called Credit Swag. And it's for, you know, it's for college age students um, to help them kind of have a financial plan going through college. And there's a there's actually a program that um, it was supposed to be hitting schools in 2022 um, where they would have textbooks and um, the schools were actually going to have a bank that kids could go into and, you know, have that real experience. But unfortunately with COVID, a lot of things have been pushed back. But, you know, again, being in an information boom society, there is so much at our hands. Um, there is also, gosh, it's escaping me right now, but there's there's actually a Christian um, financial guy out there. Gosh, why can I not think of his name? This is terrible. What is it?
1: I, I know exactly who you're talking about because he has seminars all the time. And he yes. Has a program yeah. You can go yeah. And
0: he's really great. And he's got kids games and all kinds of things. But, you know, it, it is coming. It is coming that those, those types of things are coming. And one of the aspirations that I have in the whole movement of doing the credit swag Um, app and financial literacy is that I want to have huge seminars where my idea is to bring um, young adults into a big room and teach them every aspect of financial wellness that they need to know without their parents being there and having their parents come and meet them when they graduate out of the class, which is, you know, it's going to be a two-day seminar. And we would have booths outside where these young adults would sit with their parents and tell them everything that they've learned. And I think it would be so powerful because, like you were saying, a lot of parents don't know. And how amazing would it be for your child to be sitting there telling you all these things and you're like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, so... Um, that's, that's something that I aspire to do and hope that I get to do once all of this Corona crap goes away. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ramsey. Yeah. It
1: was Dave Ramsey. Was oh, that Dave, an Dave Ramsey.
0: Yes. Yes. Have a ton of respect for Dave. Um, he's an amazing guy, um, you know, very spirit filled, you know, man after my own heart. And I think what he is teaching and um, helping people understand is is very wise. I don't agree with all of his tactics, just so you know, we are on two opposite ends of the spectrum about, you know, he really believes in not having any debt, but in the great U.S., it's kind of impossible to not have debt and to be able to actually build a legacy. So, you know, on uh, you know, if you lived in Podunk. Iowa, maybe, you know, but you can't do that living in Florida or Los Angeles or New York or, you know, one of the major metropolitan areas, you can't do that. So, you know, the thing is, is that credit is an amazing opportunity in the U.S. We have been given such an amazing opportunity to, you know, they say, look, we're going to trust you. You know, if you have a good FICO score, if you have proven that you can borrow money and pay it back, we're going to do something great for you. Well, what's that? Well, you want to buy that million dollar house and you don't have a million dollars? We're going to trust you. You just put 10% down and yes, we're going to charge you some interest, but we're going to give you that million dollars so that you can go ahead and buy that house. There's a lot of countries that don't have that opportunity to do that. And the thing is, is that when you can learn how to use credit as what it was designed to be a tool, money is a tool. When you learn to use it as a tool and not a means to live by, then you get somewhere. But, you know, Gio, you said something that I hear a lot of young adults say. That go to college, which was when you went to college, what was the first thing you saw when you went into the lunch area? You saw American Express and I don't know the other credit card company you used, and they said, Hey, you know what? We'd love to give you ten thousand dollars. And what do you think as a college-bound child is drinks on me? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <We just> <laughs> forget- <laughs> you know, and the thing is is that what you don't know because you weren't taught is that that drinks on you was going to take you 10 years to pay it off with interest and it was going to cost you five times the amount of you being big willie and slapping your credit card down now i'm not saying you did that but this is what a lawyer <laughs> <word is. laughs> important to be big willie in college right.
1: <laughs> you were big willie cuz you bought somebody else 10 Look. drinks for those five that you <laughs> you didn't even know you did exactly. somebody else
0: But I mean, that's the thing is, is that, you know, credit is a very powerful thing, but you have to use humility when you have credit. Otherwise, if you use it as power, oh baby, it will overpower you and take you right to the bankruptcy court. Yep, <laughs> absolutely.
1: I love it on the show. You're, you're being so calm now on your show. You, you get you right in. The... You got all your. You're so awesome on the show. You, everyone that does listening, has to check out the show. Your credit today. I mean, yes. oh my goodness, the energy and the passion that you hear. Now she has on every show and with her guests. And like you said, too, every time if there's a word that pops up and I know me sometimes that happens in a conversation, you hear somebody say something like, oh, gosh, I don't know what it is. And you stop them right away every time. No, Hold on now. This is a teaching <laughs> show. What you said. So I need to understand exactly what that term means. And that's so beautiful, because like you said, it there is. could be so many other people that were thinking that very thing. You know, you get down to the very basic levels of understanding so that you really know what the people are talking about and how you can apply it to your life. I mean, it's amazing.
2: It's literally
0: putting your ego aside, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Saying, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's real hard. I don't know, but I want to know. I just don't want you to know that I don't know. <laughs> so I'm to Before we let you go, we want to make sure that we get your socials and your information so that we can let our listeners know where they can find you. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of junk out there and we want them to get the real deal. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Well, so as you know, because the reason that I'm even on this show with I Am Music is that I do a podcast, um, which is called Your Credit Today, and you can pretty much see it on all of the platforms that are out there. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Angela Setters-Bassard. I also have a website. Um, and by the way, I have a website that's coming, which is therealcreditqueen.com, but it's not there yet. Uh, ooh, so right ooh, now love the name. Uh, you can go to credit, I'm sorry, conquercredit.com and that's my company's website right now, but I'm working on my personal uh, social platform that is coming soon.
2: Yeah. Very exciting. By the time this is out, that might be out. So it might be perfect time. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And I think you have another career in VO work. Your voice is just so
0: oh you know what? I should have I should have done that. Um definitely should have done that. I do voiceover work for shows and things like that that people are doing on stages, but I don't do it a lot. It's just friends. But it's fun. I love it. I I wish I could just be doing this all day long, but it didn't, God didn't have that plan for me. One day, Jesus. You never know. You never know. know, You might be on the path still.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm not that old. I know. (laughs) Like I said, spring chickens. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, And before we let you go, we want you to give us. Three to five words that complete the sentence for you. I am blank. I am
0: powerful. Not because of me, but because of the God in me. Yes. Yeah. I am an educator and I am worthy.
2: Yeah. Love it. There oh, you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. And then we sort of make it a habit that we go around here and we and we reciprocate. So um I um, you know, we're just gonna give you a couple words. You are incredible. <laughs> you are a queen. <laughs> 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 you
1: are a visionary
2: yes Yes. yes. you are inspiring yeah and the
1: last piece i mean the whole reason we're in a studio here i music studio the whole reason that we're here is because of this woman
2: that's right
1: because we had a home studio that we worked at for years and she just kept saying kevin you need to go out (laughs) and i've seen these people why aren't you doing that question why aren't you this? and i started asking that question and here we are doing the very thing that you spoke Mm. about and asked about you know I mean, wasn't too long ago, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that you are, um, I think that first and foremost, I think that you have a gift that you have to share with others. And, you know, God has put you in that position um, to, you know, be that conduit to so many people that want to have their voice heard. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing is you're giving people that platform to be heard. And I think that the most powerful thing we have is our voice. And when we're responsible
2: with our mm, words, yes. it's Absolutely. very powerful. Look
1: at that. And now we gotta stay next to you so we can keep ourselves in here. <laughs>
2: keep our credit clean. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to, <laughs> don't exactly. have to your credit today. After you tune out of I am <laughs> <Exactly. sighs> Yes. Cool. Thank yeah, you well so thank you much. so much for sharing your afternoon with us. It's my
0: pleasure. Thank you for having me, you guys.